Welcome back to Pinlaw Perspectives. This is a special episode because we have our first newlywed couple on the podcast. The episode features Courtney Bledsoe and Carlos Bledsoe. Courtney is a 1L from Chicago, Illinois. She did her undergrad at Williams and spent a few years in Boston before coming to Penn. I met Courtney through Carlos. Carlos is a second-year JD MBA from St. Louis, Missouri, which is my hometown. I first met Carlos on the football field in high school, probably running past him or throwing a touchdown pass over his outstretched arms. We never lost against his team. All four years. Never lost. You can ask Carlos. Carlos and I officially met last year during his 1L, and we instantly connected. It's been great getting to know him over the past two years. In this episode, you'll hear how Courtney and Carlos are taking advantage of their time together and how they're finishing off this school year and their first year of marriage with some new hobbies. I had a great time catching up with them. I hope you enjoy their pen law perspective. To this point, this is the first three-person episode uh, with Courtney and Carlos, so I'm excited about this. Um, So I'm going to ask three questions to you to sort of get an overview of what the past several weeks have looked like. But before I ask those three questions, can you just introduce yourself and just give people a little bit of insight into how you're doing right now? Courtney, we can start with you. Okay, um, Courtney Bledsoe. I'm a 1L right now. Um, I'm originally from outside Chicago, um, suburbs of Chicago, um, and I went to Williams College for undergrad. I uh, worked a couple years in immigration um, law as a paralegal in Boston, and then I moved basically after after getting married to Carlos in June before when all started. So wonderful! Congratulations too. Almost coming up on the one year anniversary. Coming up yeah, on one year. not the year <laughs> we expected, but uh, Hopefully it has been a great year. Yeah, that's a blessing that you all had your wedding when you did. One of my good friends just moved her wedding to 2021. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm glad you all got your wedding in before this. That's great. That's a that's a blessing. Definitely just saying that. We had a friend who got married literally the day before everything shut down. And we, it was, yeah, it's tough. Wow. The honeymoon was, you know, things get hectic. I've, I've got a couple of friends who pushed weddings back as well. And I think very thankful that we ended mm-hmm. up getting married when we did. Yeah. 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 Great. Carlos? Sure. I, I'm Carlos Bledsoe. Uh, I'm a 2L at Penn Law um, in the JDMBA program. So taking a couple classes uh, in the law school and a couple classes at Wharton right now. I'm from the Midwest as well, from St. Louis. Uh, Jeremiah, I'm sure you know about that. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, worked in Boston for a couple of years at a consulting firm called Trinity. I worked with a lot of healthcare clients, bio and pharma. Uh, and now I'm at Wharton. I'm taking a couple classes and recruiting for investing roles. Great. Yeah. I also want to get a pulse on what the reaction from Morton students has been. So Carlos, I'll come back to you on that one. But first I want to get a general reaction from both of you. We all got the news at the same time, the email from President Gutman, I think in the middle of the first week of spring break that outlined how the university was going to respond to the outbreak. Where were you when we got the news and what was your initial reaction to the email? Um, we, yeah, I mean, we were, so I preface this by saying our spring break plans actually were drastically changed because we were supposed to go to Japan on a warden trip. Um, but as you can probably reasonably deduce, that did not happen. Yeah. Um, 
than COVID. Um, yeah. So we rerouted our plans to going on a road trip to Miami, um, which actually ended up being pretty good because, I mean, for driving, like that's one of the best things that you probably could do in a pandemic because you're, you know, you're in a car and you're not with no a bunch airports. of other people. Yeah. No um, so we were in Miami at the time um, and we got the email and I, I personally, I kept saying like, I know it's going to happen, but it's one of those things where you know it's going to happen, but like deep down you're like, there's no way that like this is all going to happen. Yeah. Um, so we got the email and first we were like, oh, maybe we could stay in Miami for a couple <laughs> more days. And then we were like, this is a pandemic, so it's probably yeah. us to go home. Yeah. So we drove, um, we drove all the way back up to Philly and we made a bunch of stops because we didn't have really a lot of supplies. So we, the whole road trip back, we were like stopping at grocery stores yeah. that were absolutely like ravaged by people. And yeah. it was, it was just crazy. I, that is probably the most memorable road trip I've ever had <laughs> in my whole life. Yeah. We, uh, it was also funny because we, the whole time we were down there, you hear, you know, schools are closing, universities yeah. are closing. My youngest brother is a freshman at Princeton, and their announcement went out before Penn's did. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we see this happening at different places. My youngest brother, you know, has to go home or stay home after spring break. And it was still a surprise, like, when the email went out. Like, I, we probably should have seen it faster, but uh, we were down in Miami. It was a shock when we got the email. Um, but, yeah, thankfully we had the car and we had a cooler. So we were loading up on groceries and stuff as we, as we drove back to Philly. Nice. What what was a specific uh, experience that you remember from being in one of those stores? Were, were those stores in rural areas? Did you just hop off the highway? What what was happening? I can imagine that you stopped in some pretty remote places. <laughs> well, we our strategy was to be like stopping in remote places. Yeah. Um, we stopped at like a food lion in Maryland or something, mm-hmm. and that was just like. I remember just being so distraught because there was no milk, and I love milk. All the milk. Was- <laughs> There were no eggs. Like all of the vegetables were gone. It was just this really weird, yeah. Ended up like loading movie up on experience. Oat milk and soy milk. Yeah, which is sad because I hate soy milk. It's so bad to me. But I, yeah, I, I, we also like we're trying to find like hand sanitizer, which obviously was oh, gone, and that was just long gone. Oh, the gas um, station. Oh, should, yeah. Okay, yeah. so we, Courtney was saying we we were intentionally stopping at places that were. We wanted to be at least an hour outside of a major city, so hopefully that there's fewer people in the stores, and stuff was still pretty much gone. Like there would be, you know, routine products, but paper towels, toilet paper, all the classic stuff, sanitizer, completely empty. Um, and we're driving, and at one point, we decided to make a pit stop. I think just to like use the restroom yeah. or something, uh, not even to like go to a store. So we pull off, go to this gas station complete random no-name no gas name. station i don't even remember it what state it was so creepy yeah no branding or anything we walk in and i go inside the door and the front shelf like the first thing i see just a row of like isopropyl alcohol uh which like the who put out the information yeah. it kills kills the virus um it wasn't in any stores it wasn't in any walmarts and this gas station just had a bunch of them so i grabbed i grabbed one of those uh went to the counter to check out and just making small talk said, you know, I'm surprised you still have this. Um, and the woman behind the register just sort of looks at me, curious, doesn't know what's going on. I said, well, you know, it, it kills coronavirus. Uh, and she was like, oh, didn't say anything else. I bought it, walked out. I'm pretty sure she probably went back yeah, and bought the other two. After that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like so far removed from the like, <laughs> yeah. normal goings on of the world. Yeah. Yeah. 
Carlos, you mentioned that your brother stayed home in, in St. Louis. And um, I've been in touch with, with both of my parents who are back in St. Louis. And um, it kind of took them a little bit longer than it, than it, I think it took me to sort of latch on to the seriousness of everything and sort of adjust my plans accordingly. Um, but do you have any, how, how's your family doing? first and foremost and do you have any um insight from them on how things are, are going in our hometown yeah so out of my family uh on my side my parents are in st louis obviously and then isaac the youngest one is in st louis um christian and xavier the twins christian is in texas uh with his wife ruby it's her birthday by the way so she's yeah. doing a, a remote birthday probably a small <laughs> celebration there um, so they're in Texas, Xavier's in Nashville, um, and he's in med school. So they still have some, some work because obviously helping out in hospital. Um, but as far as I can tell, St. Louis, I think their peak is a little bit later mm -hmm. than Philly. Um, so the state, it seems like the state as a whole might've moved a little bit slower. Um, but my parents and, and Isaac were definitely staying safe, probably taking things very seriously, stocking up, washing hands. Uh, lots of cleaning doorknobs, all that good stuff. Good. And Courtney, how's your family doing? Um, they're doing okay. Um, my brother goes, he's a senior at UChicago. Um, so he was really close to home and he was already like hanging out at home like pretty much every other weekend anyway. So this isn't super different from normal life. Um, but he's a senior, so his graduation is all um, remote. Um, so that's been like a different experience for him. Um, my dad... He's working remotely now. He works. He's a lawyer um, at Kirkland Ellis, um, and my mom is a speech pathologist, and she was working in um, elderly care centers. Um, so she she was for a certain amount of time, like going in and getting those temperature checks and things like that. Um, so that was pretty stressful for her. Um, at this point, I don't think that she's going in anymore. She was like, pretty much part time, so she was pretty much choosing her schedule at that point anyway. Um, so they're pretty much all at home. Um, everyone's pretty much safe. We have a family friend who's like really ill, but he's not under coronavirus. He doesn't have coronavirus, but he just has a lot of like other health issues and he's not able to go to the hospital right now because of coronavirus. Um, so that's been something that's been pretty tough with all my parents. Um, but other than that, everyone's safe um, in my family. So I'm really, really glad about that. Good. Appreciate you sharing that and definitely keep him in our prayers and our thoughts. Um, I want to transition from talking about what our initial reaction was from the past happenings to what the future is going to look like. And I want to talk about what your plan was before all this happened for the summer um, and how things have changed and, and how you all are adjusting. So, Courtney, I know you're, you're wrapping up 1L um, in a very unconventional way. Um, actually, let, let's start there. How has it been for you as oh a second semester? first year law student to do con law, crim law? What's the other course that, that happens? Is it, well, is it? I'm in international and um, immigration law right now. Those are my two electives. Okay. And yeah. LPS, yeah, oh my God. That's right, you had to do the oral argument remotely, right? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I will say that it took a lot of pressure off of things because you're not like physically in the same space as people. Um, so I honestly, <laughs> I think I had like my notes like, on my computer so it didn't look like I was like looking more at my notes 
um, instead of like having the piece of paper like flipping through it, obviously. So that was yeah. that was nice. Um, but it is super weird doing oral arguments online. It was it was kind of a strange experience. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then we had like our joint rewrite of the essay or the, the brief, which is also a weird experience because it's all remote. And so we, I was like facetiming my partner to talk about the edits, um, which was kind of sad because I actually am friends with my partner so it was just like sad to not be able to like see him in person anymore um but I mean the classes have been like pretty much like substantively not changed um it's just been a lot more um difficult to really focus on class just because I mean one of my classes like immigration is basically a lecture um so for me it's really hard to focus on something that's online it's a lecture um it just it's just like a very different experience than being in person ever would have been um and then like things moving to pass fail like mm -hmm. the same amount of work being done but in like the confines of your own home and you're not going outside is a little bit and i was just saying this to carlos was like i think i think like mentally speaking it's actually pretty draining um to not be able to like go outside or see friends in the same way that you used to um so i think i think like I really took it took things for granted the first semester of 1L in terms of like having access to different activities and things like that. That definitely made the experience a lot more enjoyable and worthwhile. Because um, now you're just basically we're just machines. We're just like doing work um, without going outside or enjoying life the way we used to. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's been an interesting like transition period. Um, I mean, I will say like the the nice part is that it's past bills and a lot of the pressure is off, but. I mean, still preparing for tests and things like that when, like, everything has changed is, um, it's really strange. It's really strange. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely necessary for all of us to acknowledge the fact that 1Ls are dealing with an unprecedented first year experience. Um, and I know that second semester is definitely busier, at least it was for me, during 1L year. You add another class. You're thinking about writing onto different journals. Yeah, yeah. You're thinking about what your summer play is going to be. Obviously, OCI is coming up in the fall, so you have you have more things on your mind. The silver lining to all of that is that you have, or at least bef before all of this happened, you had opportunities to sort of dip in and out of class. There are more social activities second semester, so yeah, yeah. I can understand how not having those events and social interactions to sort of take your mind off of one L can be very difficult. Um, so I'm sorry you have to deal with all of that. Um, but uh, but I know on, on the other end, you all will be able to talk about that level of resilience moving into next year. And you'll have a story and an arc to your 1L year that will differentiate your law school experience. So I hope that um, I hope that you all are taking it in stride or are just trying your best to. Um, and everything is pass fail, as you said. So so that pressure is off. Yeah, yeah. I. <laughs> I saw a meme, I think Abraham sent it. We have a 3L group meet chat. The meme was Anderson Cooper putting his hand over his head um, with the caption, law school professors reading 1L exam responses. Oh. And then when it's pass fail, it's like, oh my goodness. Like, <laughs> but I would say professors reading 3L's exam responses when it's pass fail, that's gonna be something else. That's, <laughs> that's gonna be something else. But but Courtney, what were your original summer plans before mm -hmm. this? 
Yeah, I was, um, well, I... The word. That's an word, ominous word. Is, yeah, okay. word is not the right word. But I, I um, am going to work with O'Connor this summer um, in, here in Philly. Um, our goal was to stay in Philly for the next few years, if possible, after graduation. Um, I haven't gotten a ton of insight into what they're doing. Um, and, I mean, at this point, it's just clear that we're not going to be starting in May. Um, but other than that, I haven't really gotten any intel. So at this point, I'm really just hoping that I'll have um, some opportunity to do some work with them this summer. Um, but at this point, I'm just sort of just remaining hopeful um, that uh, things will shake out favorably. Um, but yeah, so just yeah. kind of hang tight and see what happens. Yeah, yeah. A lot of us are in that boat. I know that a few summer programs have decided to do remote and then shorten the amount of weeks. Um, I think that if firms are able to implement summer programs remotely, selfishly, that bodes well for some of the first years, because if they can, <laughs> they can implement a summer program remotely, hopefully they can implement onboarding first years remotely, but only time will tell. Carlos, how about you, man? What, what were your plans before this? And what are your plans now? And then also, can you talk a little bit about the MBA experience um, and how that has altered, obviously, with, with having the shelter in place? Yeah, definitely. I'll, I'll start with that, the last part, the MBA experience, because that actually informs the, uh, the first question around plans for the summer. Um, so the MBA experience, I think, was a little bit different from, from the law school. So the law school went to pass-fail. Our classes are optional pass-fail. Um, and so there was a sort of relaxed timeline so you could select to, to take pass-fail later into the semester than you typically could. Um, so I, I went pass-fail for a couple classes. Um, there were two classes where I really needed to sort of dig into the material and had an interest. So I, I kept those graded um, just as an incentive. Uh, but I, I think there's a mix of, of responses. Um, and I think one of the bigger issues is that when we're talking about Zoom classes and going online, um, part of the class experience, the material from the professor, you know, whatever they have in the lecture. And I think that's all working out fine. The lectures are fine. Uh, sometimes there's connectivity issues, but that always happens. But at least in my mind, another huge part of the lecture was the experience of classmates. Um, so if a professor is talking about, you know, a particular leadership strategy that you can employ, um, I love when someone raises their hand from the back corner and says, you know, I've been working in you know, the army, you know, commanding people in, you know, various parts of the world for 10 years. And like, these are some of the leadership experiences that we had. Um, and that's the part that you don't get as much through Zoom. Uh, so you'll get really good sort of lecture material from the professors, um, but there isn't as much sort of really, really helpful insight from the classmates. Uh, so that's been tough. Uh, and I think socially, obviously everything's distant, so you can play board games online and, and do those sorts of things, but it's, it's still not the same. Um, so I think the school, the school pivoted well. I mean, the extra week, same as the law school, uh, but the social component um, and that sort of face-to-face -face interaction with classmates uh, is a little tougher to do virtually. Um, as far as summer plans, so there's really two types of recruiting. There's mature recruiting, where you're talking to large companies, um, so consulting firms, banks, those types of companies, they come on campus, hold on-campus interviews, um, and that took place starting in January. Uh, and then the other type of recruiting called enterprise is about, you know, another half of the students 
Um, and that's the bucket that I fell into. And so that's people talking to smaller companies, companies without established, you know, internship hiring programs. Um, and that typically starts, you know, and trickles through the rest of second semester. Um, so my summer plan, my spring plan was to continue recruiting with investing firms, uh, talking to people in those spaces, reaching out to companies, networking there, um, and then hopefully accept an offer for the summer. Um, and I could still do most of it, but obviously it just has to be remote. So it's hopping on the phone with people instead of offering to get coffee, um, which is a little bit tougher, but it, you're still able to do some of the connecting. Um, the real issue is just that, you know, when COVID hit, a lot of businesses were struggling and a lot of investment companies were really concerned about their investments. And so there was this really visible slowdown in the networking conversations. You know, you'd reach out and you might hear, oh yeah, you know, we have a lot on our plates. We don't even know if we're going to be able to hire this summer. Um, so I think a lot of, a lot of complications there. Um, but Warren's been helpful. They had a couple podcasts um, about people who went through a similar situation in 08, 09. Um, alumni just came back, shared their insights. So that was helpful. Um, so this summer, at least for my plans, uh, actually just last week accepted an offer with Princeton's endowment. So I'll be working, um, with their investment team, uh, just investing their endowment. Uh, so I'm really excited for that. It's a great team. Congratulations. Congratulations, bro. Uh, so it was a long, a long road and I know a lot of people are still recruiting, but we're thankful for that. That's great. Congratulations to both of you for securing summer opportunities that that hopefully turn into long-term opportunities and being in a position to keep your lease and, and stay in Philly. I miss Philly right now. I'm, I'm a little jealous that you all are staying there for the next couple of years, but hopefully I can see you all this summer at some point um, and we can have uh, a little bit of community feel before everyone moves out. Last question. Um, you all talked a little bit about having to shelter in place and what, what, that's meant um, as it relates to your law school experience. And, but I want to transition in, in to talk about the beneficial aspects of having a shelter in place uh, as, a, as a couple. Uh, what are some beneficial aspects of having to shelter in place um, right now over the past month or so? I think something that we talk about a lot is the fact that, I mean, we're both students and so we're both pretty busy. Um, even, even like before this, we were super busy. Um, and I think one thing that's really been nice out of this is that I, we see more of each other than we've ever, we really ever saw of each other, like in, during the first semester. Yeah. Um, so that's something that's really been nice. Um, and I, I mean, I don't know, there's a lot of people who like, I see a lot of things on the internet that are saying like, oh, like these spouses who are like trapped in the same place as each other are probably like at each other's throats at this point. <laughs> um, but I, I, it actually, I mean, has been pretty, pretty great in yeah, terms of just like, nice. I don't know. I people don't have like the first year of marriage experience like this, and like obviously the cir the circumstances probably aren't <laughs> ideal to have this happen. But like it's still really nice to um, have as much time to spend with each other and get to know each other better and yeah. all that sort it's of like stuff. Like the the marriage incubator. It really is. Yeah, we, uh, we had like yeah. a indoor camping trip. Yeah. Like threw threw some nature scenes on the TV. Broke out the tent. Um, just trying stuff at, like in the kitchen, making new dishes, stuff I haven't tried before. Uh, Instagram. I'm a pretty uh, <laughs> an amateur Instagram user. You got him on the gram. I, uh, I, I know, Courtney's. <laughs> you're trying. You're trying, Courtney. <laughs> I 
and he, he Carlos has a nature Instagram. Oh yeah, uh, let's like a, a nature Instagram yeah. page. Upload some bird watching pictures. Hold on, so, hold on, hold on. What's the what's the name? Bledsoe Outdoors. At Bledsoe Outdoors. All right, everybody follow at Bledsoe Outdoors. I think Might it's plural. Bledsoe's, Bledsoe's, Bledsoe's plural. Although I'm not really involved in this. <laughs> so. Yeah, full disclosure. It's mostly my pictures from bird watching and hiking. Um, even even seeing other people's stories, like people are cooking crazy things on Instagram. Yeah. There's definitely some creativity coming yeah. out of this. I mean, I, awesome. I also really have enjoyed baking. I haven't been baking all that much because, I mean, as you probably know, like yeast is like not thing anymore in stores. So I was not able to eat yeast but, to bake bread, but I've been making cookies. We made a full cake and like ate it in four <laughs> days, which is troubling, but I mean, whatever. I, I really enjoyed baking it. So that's been like a de-stressor for me, yeah. which I've really enjoyed. Those cookies were fire. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but I wasn't able to share them with anybody, but like we, we just finished the last one today, which is sad. You um, gave a couple to some classmates. Oh yeah, I did. Like I did a, yeah, I did a cookie drop off too. Yeah, but it's it's been good. And I've been able to like read a little bit more for fun than I was in the past. Because um, I certainly was not reading for fun last semester because I was already reading like way too much <laughs> um so that's been it's been a really nice thing and yeah and i've also one of the other things that's come that's been good out of this um is that i have a really close-knit group of friends from college and i really hadn't been able to catch up with them very much before honestly like between the years that i graduated and, and now i wasn't able to catch up with them very much um but we've been having weekly skype slash zoom sessions I've been playing code names and like Pictionary online, which has been like really surprising because I did not think that we would have weekly Zoom calls like that like ever. Um, so that's been something that's like I I'm so glad that's happened because um, I really enjoy it and like I it's still it's still like not the same amount of socialization I would have had had this not happened. But it's still like I, I never talk to them every single week because um, most of them are in New York, some are in LA slash California which have their own things going on right now, but um, it's been, it's been really great. So I really enjoyed that. Yeah. The, uh, the arts, one other thing. So I think we've, we've gotten into music a little bit more, <laughs> uh, playing piano a little bit more than I used to, but the bigger thing, Courtney's been teaching me some dance moves. Oh my from gosh. Indian okay. In college. So we've been going through one of those dances. I'm not as good as she is, but I'm trying, I'm trying. <laughs> That's incredible. So we, I mean, once we uh we dive into the Bledsoe Nature Instagram, maybe there'll be a Bledsoe and Bledsoe and Bledsoe dance dance Instagram coming. Oh, definitely. <laughs> That's great. I'm gonna add one more question. I asked this to Gabriella and Roland, so I want to continue this trend. Restaurants. I know it's sad walking by our favorite restaurants and seeing them closed, but when this is all over, what is the first Philly restaurant you want to go to? Ooh. Oh my gosh. I, oh man. Wow. That's, that's a really, like one, one restaurant is really hard. Hot, yeah. I, I'm, Carlos knows this and probably bothers him so, like annoys him so much at this point, but I'm super noodles. into noodles, like in general. Yes. Um, so those just like, oh, they're amazing. And I really like Dan Dan Noodles, which is in Rittenhouse. Um, and there's this really spicy um, Sichuan clear noodle dish that I'm I'm in love with. And it's so spicy and it makes me sweat, but it's, it's <laughs> delicious. And I cannot wait to go back. And I just like love Chinatown in general. 
um, and just like walking around in Chinatown um, is amazing. So it's a hot pot place. Yeah. Oh, we okay. Sorry. There's this is not one restaurant. This is like a million restaurants. But <laughs> also in um, Cherry Hill, New Jersey, that is our favorite place ever because it's all you can eat hot pot, Korean barbecue, barbecue and sushi, sushi, which is like it's absolutely amazing. it's absurd because Never no one can eat sushi. all of that food, but. Um, I'm really looking forward to going again because that is our favorite place in this area. Yeah. What's the name of it again? It's called Ten Pot. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ten Pot in Cherry Hill. Highly recommend. Yeah. Okay. It's only like twenty-seven dollars per person yeah, for all you can eat li- unlimited food, which is absurd, but it's great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Carlos, how about you? Same ones. I'll, uh, I'll ditto the hot pot place. I'm, I'm not as big of a, a noodle fan, uh, but really like the hot pot place. Um, trying to think if there's another one. Oh, the Trattoria Carina just down the street. Oh yeah, that's really good. Yeah, it's sort of a smaller Italian place um, in Fittler. Really, really like it. I like the family style too. What's the name of it? Trattoria Carina. Trattoria Carina, okay, yeah. Oh yeah, that's the neighborhood spot. Yeah. For sure. If you all get an opportunity, if if we all get an opportunity, um, there's this spot. Oh my goodness, it's um, midnight. Midnight Irish. It is on South Street. No, not on South Street. It's on Lombard Street. Okay. Um, okay. Lombard and I think 18th. Oh, it's uh, really. Cool. Yeah. Uh, what's unique about it is it. If you walk by it, you're gonna, and you don't know that it's there, you're gonna miss it because it just looks like a house. Oh. Um, you go in and, and you still sort of feel like you're in a house, but there's a bar to the right. You walk upstairs, there's a game room to the left, and there's another bar. And the menu's great good burger, good fries. It's the last neighborhood spot that I discovered before everything shut down. Um, and I went there like three times during the week. Um, so that's the one that I, I'm definitely missing right now. Hey. I'm gonna have to wait till hey. shelter in place is over, so I'm not walking through there with a mask on. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not a place you want to go unless you're comfortable brushing shoulders with people. Gotcha. Nice. <laughs> no, that sounds That's good. Amazing. Cool. I appreciate you all hopping on, and thank you for for hitting me up. Yeah, thanks yeah, for thanks having for doing us. This. I really like this. Can't wait to keep listening to the podcast. I try to get people.